Welcome to Film Shapes, the, the podcast. podcast. You name it, I've done it. Concreting, plumbing. Is that you two? We've done it all. Well, today we're here to talk about Sorry We Missed You. Hi, Rolly, how are you? Very well. Good now. When we saw this at the, at the Lunar in Leaderville last week, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. A nice uh, preview in the big screen there. It was fantastic. This is Ken Loach's newest film, and it mines the same topics as his previous films, especially the, the last one, um, I, Daniel Blake. It follows a family trying to stay afloat in this zero hours or gig economy that the UK is seeing now, not just the UK, many countries. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, we, we sort of, I mean, it's showing that the the worker is, is really under the pump, isn't it? Um, and that the employees are taking a lot of rights from the workers. Now, this film stars Chris Hitchin, Debbie Honeywood, Reese Stone, Katie Proctor, and Ross Brewster. Uh, he's the, the proper bastard representing the management side of things. He's not um, that much of a bastard, though. You he's think just, he's got some... He's a straight talker, you know? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I don't There's nothing know. he can do. He doesn't own the company, does he? No. He's just working he, for, for the man. But just he's like the mouthpiece of them. He's, yeah. He's taken their he's side. He's agreed to do that, yeah. No, he's a prick. Um, what did you reckon about this film? Oh, um, well, first of all, uh, one thing that disturbs me a little, or, mm. or it's quite revealing to me, okay. is, um, and makes me understand how unqualified I probably am to be uh, in this job <laughs> with you. Okay. Um, is this guy Ken Loach, you know, supposedly one of the you know most respected mm-hmm. British uh, film directors? That's right. Uh, I haven't seen his film. I don't know who this guy is. I haven't seen his of his <clears throat> films before. Really? Um, so maybe for other people like me, mm-hmm. who are smart enough not to be doing the podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, can we no. go back a little bit on his history? Yeah, sure. Um, He's always been uh, quite the, the socialist, so it's all, it's always undermine, undermining, underpinning, I suppose, all of his mm. films. He, he first, I think, he probably first came to prominence with Kez about a boy and his his what is this uh, peregrine falcon or something that he has? It's pretty pretty okay. good film in the north. Um, this is a, and uh, when did he start making films? Oh, this was like sixty nine, I think. This this yeah. film Kez, and then. Then he's been pretty active all the way through. He's done a little TV and some, maybe some theatre as well. Um, let me see. I've got a, a few of his films here that you might I, know. Because I understood that he recently <coughs> actually retired, or maybe that was a few years ago, and he's come out of retirement yeah. to do the film before this maybe and this yeah, one. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, was gonna. I think his last his retirement film was supposed to be um, oh, Jimmy's Hall or something like this. Yeah, and then he, then he, he came back again for I, Daniel Blake. Right. Um, he's done films like Riff... These are films that are very in the same vein as, yep. as um, Sorry We Missed You. Riff Raff in 91, Raining Stones 93, Lady Bird, Lady Bird 94, uh, Bread and Roses, which I haven't seen in 2000, um, My Name is Joe 98, Carla's Song 96, and then, of course, I, Daniel Blake a couple of years ago. And these are all pretty much dealing with the, the working classes and their struggles. He has done other things like Land and Freedom and The Wind That Shakes the Barley about international um, proletariat issues. I think they're, they're films about the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, okay. At least one is, anyway. Um, 
Uh, well, hang on. One is about now the wind that shakes the barley. I think is about the Irish issue issues with the yeah, British. Okay. So yeah, he, he he's always on the side of the little guy. Well, you know, and respect to him, and mm. you know, I'm sorry I have not heard or seen any of his films. <laughs> he sits. At, um, I, I think he sits alongside Mike Lee, who's very similar, but makes probably more polished and possibly bigger films. Mike Lee's the guy that did Peterloo, okay, which we didn't like. Yes, yes, that, that yes. Film? Yeah, but he's also done other much better films in in his past. They're very similar. Well, that that was the controversial one with Cheeky. <laughs> that we did, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I mean, I'm sort of here to represent, you know, Shady is, is the, the film critic here. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm really here to represent the everyday man that maybe doesn't know as much about films as... Sure, okay. As, as people more, more versed in the subject. But when Cheeky came on to, um, to do Peterloo, he kind of stole my spot a little, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a toss-up between you and Cheeky, who knows... More about who knows, films, I thought you were going to say, who knows less about <laughs> about the genre? Oh, yeah, well, not the, it's not even a genre oh, film. I guess it it's almost a, is. Yeah, <laughs> ki- ki- kitchen sink dramas they used to call them in the sixties, but this is a bit more, I don't know, back garden shed, dirty old sink in the laundry and shed kind of film. Here we doesn't, go. I'm going to really throw happen. something at you then, okay. about, uh, related <clears throat> to this one, and and let's see what your chops really are. Oh shit! Is this is this verite? Cinema Verite? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? I think so. Um, why? Well, that's because that's really what you're saying is cinema, the tr- truth, isn't it? Cinema truth. Well, so, you're, you're, I'm asking you. You're the expert. Yeah, um, if I remember rightly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I've got him. No, no, no. Um, I think Cinema Verite is a French uh, term anyway. Uh, Rolly. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's, he's, um, he's good on that one. But... Yeah, these are... My understanding, it's, it's realism. Yeah, that's right. And it could, I mean, it could, could probably, get, this probably goes back to um, Vittorio De Sica and Roberto Rossellini, these Italian directors who made things like um, Rome, Open City, during the war, and they were shooting while there was, you know, while there were Germans in Rome and that kind of stuff. More documentary yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it would be. It's, it's almost, well, if you, can you imagine this as a documentary? Probably. This film. I, feel, I imagine if it was a documentary, things wouldn't go quite so pear shaped. You Why would not? be very happy if they did, if this was a film that you were making that I was see a documentary. What you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, With all the incidents that, that yeah, occurred in the film. Yeah, they, yeah. they really pile up on top. Mm. I, guess, I guess it's like. Yeah, and this film does have that uh, feeling about it where you just see that all this shit is going to hit the fan from. From the very first, yeah. Scene, well, but, really. but you need you need conflict. I mean, there's, otherwise it would be just quite dull. No, I'm just pointing out that that yeah, the viewer is aware of 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 that. It doesn't. Yeah. N- not much necessarily takes you by surprise here. Oh, uh, I was wondering which way they were going to go. Where was the conflict going to appear? And like what it what? Okay, the story is he's he's decided to join this um, parcel delivery company as. A franchise. He owns the franchise. Like he's working for them, but not working for them. He's, you know, he's uh, air quote self-employed. Self-employed until it doesn't suit the company. You know, like you can't. You've got to su- supply your own um, uh, substitute driver if you can't do it uh, that day. You can't have anybody else in the van with you. All these kind of rules that they 
put in, even though you're supposed to be owning your own company or running it. I mean, he should have taken, right at the beginning there, he should have taken the option of hiring the van off them and see if he likes the job first. See what they like to work for. Right. So Rather than going out and buying, this is this is the problem. Mm. The audience straight away is going, don't be any, don't buy a forty thousand dollar van straight away. It though. makes a, it makes sense to to him. Only if you only if you know you're going to be in the job for the next five. It's years. It's a gamble, I suppose. But that's that says that a lot of people are so desperate they they take those risks. Well, yeah, and people tell themselves these stories about how successful they're going to be in mm. this new endeavor without actually. Yeah, necessarily looking but, but, at but this is and this is like similar to the I Daniel Blake um, film, which I think was probably a little bit better than this. But that um, shows how the system completely overrides any humanity or, or, or care. And, and this one, they haven't even got to that stage yet. So, so they're on the they're in the workforce, so to speak. Mm. But I Daniel Blake was in the I don't know social security network. And he was getting shafted equally as these people. So it's bleak. It's, it's, yeah, it it's is very bleak. showing that like modern day England is a fucking horrible place to live and try and make a mm. make a crust. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, but it, is it? It's a little spoiler here, but at the end, do you think there was any hope? <laughs> he's um, no driving off, driving off back to no, work. Even no, no hope. And I, I really respect that. That ending, yeah, and um, and to be able to end a film like that without skipping a beat, I'm totally in favour for. I, mm. I don't, yeah, yeah I, I don't necessarily need it all tied up. No, no, road, but, it, but wow, isn't it? It's demoralising, isn't it? Just seeing that that final scene. Nobody died. Let's let's go that far. But it was almost like fuck. This is spoiler. the spoiler. This is the this is the life that they're gonna. It's just continuous. Misery. Well, and then do you leave the cinema though going, well, could be worse. Well, you know, My life's not so bad. <laughs> that's actually. what you said to me. Like, oh, look, look, we're out, we're here in Perth. It's nothing like that shit, and we're not getting that. But it could. It well, could no, get... for some people it is though. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm that's not, right. I'm not saying it's because of where we, where we are. It's just like looking, it's a film that, yeah. that forces you to look back on yourself and. Yeah. And your own situation. Oh, I think it's a warning. I mean, it could, it could get as bad as that here. Well, the, I have the, no doubt for some people it is that bad. I mean, you look at... For, I mean, for, what for, about Uber drivers? Yeah, and, right, right. I mean, for the majority. You know, this gig economy get, is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. For the majority, will it get... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Possibly. I mean, this, the whole film really speaks to... Um, you know, it's almost a billboard for, for universal income. Yeah. Sure. In some ways. Um, yep. You know, a fallback where you actually don't have to accept uh, conditions of a job that are that unreasonable. Mm. You know, and, and yeah, I, yeah, give it to the man. You know, I think the best thing that could happen for companies like that is, or for people employed by companies like that, is to have something to fall back on. Mm. So they don't have to say yes to the job in the first place. Right. But that, but that, at the moment, that would be social security. But in 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 England, it's not not secure. It's barely social. Well, and here here it's it's not what it used to be uh, back in as you and I would remember yeah. in the in the nineties. Yeah. Where uh, going on the dole, as they called it, would mm-hmm. be a um. Yeah, well, that was almost a rite of passage. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. And before our time, and you, you know, could it was like, yeah. that was the sur- you know the surfing lifestyle. You went and did that in your panel van for right. a year or so before you actually got a job. But uh, it didn't mean that everyone on social security mm. was a bludger and wanted to do that for the rest of their lives. No, no. But, but that's what the government now wants you Th- to believe. This is what, yeah, yeah, the government wants you to believe that if they did that, then everyone, no one would want to work ever. Yes. And that's yeah. so far from the truth. You just need to make it yeah. so I don't have to live on the street. I'll, I'm still going to be poor. Yeah. But yeah, you can. You could just scrape by. It's not a. It's not a living wage. I mean, you can yeah. just get by. You've got to be able to scrape by, and I yeah. think at the moment it is not. That is not the case. No, no. Yeah, I mean, even here, and we've we've got a pretty good. Yeah, and we've got a pretty good with uh, healthcare as well, even though this problem for now. Mm. Um, do you reckon this is poverty porn? No. This film? No, I don't think it's poverty porn. I mean, oh. Your face has gone funny. <laughs> Poverty porn would be like paying, you know, like bum, like that bum fights show where they paid, what? they paid what? bums on the street to fight each other. Ah, uh, okay. No, I mean the depiction. Oh, I mean the the the. You can't get that image out. I mean, um, like the depiction of the the poor folk, the the people uh, struggling. It, it seems to me that it's it's not it's it, because they look reasonably comfortable. They've got a house. They they're paying rent. Mm. They um. They, well, they've got family. You know. Yeah. They... Yeah. They've got friends around. It, it's. Uh, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the pulp song "Common People." You know. I'm surprised that wasn't part of the soundtrack, really. <laughs> not enough money for that. Couldn't afford pulp. <laughs> um, no, I think it's pretty like it's stripped back and it's. It's northerly, northerly, earthy. Is that even a? Can I even use that? No. I mean, it's Newcastle, so um, all the accents are quite thick for us, aren't mm. they? Did you have any trouble following some of them? No, no. Okay, that's good. Um, there's a bit of football talk in it, I suppose, isn't there? And uh, oh yeah, well that would be. Uh, yeah, you you would um, latch on. I that. enjoyed that, but he's had he's. Um, yeah. I think he's from Manchester, isn't he, old uh, old Loach? Because he d- he did a film called Looking for Eric with Eric Cantona in it for a little bit. Not no, 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 that's okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, now you you were talking about the actors. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Sure. Um, what did you think? And I know he's he's uh, well known for not using well known actors. Mm-hmm. He's well known for not using well known actors. Gotcha. Um, but I thought some of the performances in this. Not the performances, but some of the uh, choices made by either the director or the editor. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like sometimes the actors just fluffed their lines and, and he left it in. And ah. I found that element a bit distracting from the story because I, because I was, you know, and I'm probably mm. analysing a bit too much when I'm watching it. Can't help that, though. When someone mm. fluffers, fluffs their lines yeah. in... Like you just in a did. fictional, yeah, in a non sort of documentary style setting, yeah, then it's, yeah, it's a distraction. So you reckon he just he just let it go? Um, well, there you go with the verite, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like oh, maybe you could have. I know, I know, she walked across the street and you know went in and out a few doors, and that was a fairly long shot, and she did it close to the end of the shot where mm. she just sort of, you know, stumbled a bit. Okay. But. 
You think they were Maybe, a bit lazy? Did they shoot it again? Did they just not shoot anything twice? I don't know. Maybe that's what he was after. Don't worry if you if you fluff your lines. It's natural. Everybody yeah. does it. So. Well, look, that that would be the only thing I would really question about the film. I guess mm. I I thought it was a really quite a, a sensitively made film in a lot of ways. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've looked, I think, I looked at some of the um, actors. Um, past credits and only a couple of them have done lots of work so I think um, Chris Hitchens the, the lead the father in the family has done a bit of work um, uh, Ross Brewster as well but the kids hadn't done anything which one's Ross Brewster he's the nasty bastard in the parcel delivery place. yeah see I still feel like sticking up for him a bit because really? I, I think he um, him as a character I, yeah oh he played it well but he, he, he's a prick yeah, not, but there's a, not, there's a not there's a situation where he has to be he has to be a prick in order to do that job. He's just doing what the other guys would probably want to do if they could get that job. Yeah, but he's that's making the, the most. He's got the same problems as everyone else. That's what he's that's as he's saying. But that, yeah, that's I, the system then, not him. You're yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's the system. It's not. But he could be nicer about it. He's how, playing up the fact that he's... The, how like can he you be nice when, be a, you're, when you're telling some, someone it doesn't matter if your, your kid could be going to jail? You, mm. know, you have to find someone else for your shift. How can you do that nicely? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, it's, it's a difficult... But he plays up the fact that he is the number one nasty bastard. He should, there should be a, a, a statue of him, you know, patron saint of nasty pricks or whatever he's yeah. in, yeah? I think he he's definitely makes a... Uh, He's a formidable archetype of the nasty bastard at the workplace. Yeah, yeah. But I still feel like, yeah, there could have... But maybe, that, maybe that's the good thing about uh, that performance, was that mm. I, I still felt there was a heart in there somewhere. Okay, okay. Uh, not, not me so much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But he, it, was, it was well played. Um, sometimes funny as well. Um, very deadpan humour there, though. Um, I think the, the parents... I think the daughter was my standout, actually. Even though she's not done much before, but she said yeah. she came across really. No, she was good. Like emotionally mature for her age. The the young lad was a little bit mumbly, and I suppose that's all teenage boys in the north, I guess. But he was all right. But I think the daughter was was great. The parents were great as well. So I think the, the, the acting was very naturalistic, and yeah. and um, it felt very honest. I think. Verite. Very very verite. <laughs> <laughs> Something's, <laughs> something's caught in my throat. Oh, very right. verite. Um, oh, and I just want to mention the people that worked with Loach again. Like Paul Laverty always writes pretty much for Loach, almost um, primarily for him. Robbie Ryan, the cinematographer, he's done some other good things and a couple with Ken Loach. Uh, Jonathan Morris uh, edits as well. So they seem to have a, a pretty solid crew that they always work with. Um, some of the actors... Return, I think, in the past, um, Robert Carlyle's been in a couple. Peter Mullen, I think, as well. So he likes to keep his the people that he knows and trusts around him. I think, which is a good way to to create that that environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this gonna do anything for modern Britain? This film. Is it gonna affect the the upcoming election? Probably about as much as signing a petition on Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. So fuck yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, not much. I mean, you don't know how see... what what things may bounce off each other in in the real world, but you may say though that I... that if things were if things were ideal, like this guy lived and worked through Thatcher and John Major and all those pricks, and mm. he's made some good films during those eras of horrible politics. Um, if, if everything was ideal, maybe he wouldn't have made films. Have no reason to, no, by the no. sounds of it. Sounds of it, yeah. For the type of films he's obviously fond of making, yeah. you know, I think. Um, oh, I suppose he'd go and find it, um, like he'd go overseas to find, um, you know, injustice. Mm. He has done a couple of times, yeah. Anyway, mm. I, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, not enjoyed, you can't say enjoyed, can you? I, I got something out of it. I don't think it was Yeah, fun, no, I would agree. But, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost a humbling experience to watch this. Film. Yeah, yeah. But well worth it, I'd say. Anyway, Especially well, when you got in for free. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's all right, yeah. Thank you, Luna. Um, all right, well, see you next time, Rolly. Bye. See ya. This is where it's at. Vindaloo. Got to be hard to take this stuff, do you know what I mean, son? I'm sorry, Ed. Luckily now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>